During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Yo, what's up? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games Cast, episode 34. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr., and joining me is one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Not one, not two, not three, but four salutes for my true host of the Games Cast, Blessing Adioye Jr. That's right. I did it. I finally rose victorious. Over the over the weeks, I've been doing fist fights with Tim Gettys, socially yep. distanced, of course. Of course. And I finally won. He's finally out of the company. <laughs> I finally taken over the host That's spot it. on You're Games one of the Cat. new co-founders. Uh, yeah, I'm one of the new co-founders. It feels great to be in that Tim Getty spot. Uh, also joining us, though, on this episode of Kind of Funny Games cast, Imran, the Don Khan. You should have pretended to be Tim in such a color panelist. It's just gotten super weird, finally, that it's like he's been red for so long, it just went all the way. I can do a great Tim Getty's impression. Oh, let me do see it. it. What's up, guys? I'm Tim Getty's. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Uh, nah, <laughs> you gotta work a bit more. It kind of sounded like Mar- Marty or Morty Funkhauser from <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh my god, it did! <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Tim Geddes. Uh and joining us is you can find him streaming on Twitch.tv/fm3 underscore, or you can support him with his creator code on the Epic Games Store. The best hair in the oh. business, Fran Mirabella. On the point third. with those shout outs. Thank you very much. Good to be back, everybody. Yeah. Man, if I had to see one more subreddit thread, is, it, is Fran dead? Is Fran, did they have a falling <laughs> that out? That was the did only Greg reason. Fran? Let's God. just say, that was the only reason you finally had me on is people thought I was dead. Exactly, yeah. I do want to give a shout out to you. you You remember when they started this creator code business over on that Epic Game Store, right? Yes. And it was just something you Fran could do on the Epic Game Store. Fran Mirabel on Epic Game Store. I was playing Fortnite the other day, and I saw they finally, I don't know, and I'm sure this isn't a finally thing at all, but they added it to Fortnite on console that I could finally see. And I'll have you know, I immediately went in there and added you. So there oh, you go. Every time nice I buy one of my right? comic book skins on Fortnite now, you're getting 10%. That's a huge deal. I appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of people do think it's FM3, and I wish I had that code. I've actually e- I've emailed them about it. There's some either system code that they tested or there's another creator out there named that. But anyway, it's just Fran Mirabella. So thanks. Seriously. Thank all the kind of funny best friends that have used it. It's been a huge amount of sport. You guys rock. Thank you. So uh, Fran, your mic's a little quiet. If you want to turn it up, that'd be great. <laughs> Kevin, I swear. Everybody, what did he say? What did he I'm say? kidding. Your uh, mic is fine, Fran. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, no, he's joking perfect. around. He's getting you. He's getting you. I hate Fran, how you been? Don't let him in. If you let him in, He'll get you. Kevin it's is FM3 late. on Epic Game Store. He's been taking yeah, that. It's yeah, it's probably oh what it is. <laughs> Fred, what, what you been up to? A uh, lot of streaming, man. We are on uh, how many ever days God. it's been since March 8th of streaming in a row. Oh, my God. 160-something. Uh, so oh, my God. I didn't, I didn't really set out to do that, but um, 
you know, I, I've got a lot of feedback from a lot of people and, and, you know, they're always waiting for me to, to get on later at night. Uh, everybody wants to go to sleep and I just put them right to bed with that. That's stream, what, yeah, so. you get, a, you get your <laughs> so, glass of bourbon and knock them right out. But, um, a lot of that and honestly, like everybody, you know, staying inside, but you know, things have changed mm -hmm. a lot this year. So I've been focusing on that and it's been, uh, it's been interesting for sure. So. Well, Fran, we're going to talk about what you've been streaming because, of course, this is the kind of funny games cast. Each and every week, we get together to talk about the biggest topics in gaming. Uh, Patreon supporters at the Silver Membership or above get to watch the show live as we record it and get the full exclusive post shows. Or, of course, you can catch us on Thursdays on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, or on podcast services around the globe. Shout out to our Patreon producers for this month, Mohammed Mohammed, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Skin Tight Salmon, Jeffrey P. Long, Sancho West, and James Hastings. Uh, today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN, Full Sail University, and Upstart, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with our topic of the show. Dot, what dot, have we dot. been playing? So usually for Gamescast, we have like a, we talk about what we've been playing, then we get into a bigger topic. This episode is just going to be a whole episode of what we've been playing because we got a big old list. And so what well, because we've, old we've held off on it, right? That was the thing yeah. where this used to be, you know, a thing about the games cast. We're like, oh, we, we just talk about what we've been playing. And then people started being like, I hate that. So then we started doing topics. And then I saw these subreddit comments. I hate that. Why don't they talk about what they've been playing? Make up your <laughs> fucking mind, people. We're just human beings like you trying to let we invite you into our homes, our fucking <laughs> homes. And all we're met with is it's not good enough. And all it's I get is, oh, man, the, the pull on Blessing's bed looks like an anal bead. It's like, I get it. <laughs> you know, it does. Oh, really oh does. my god, it does look like an animal. Every beat. time, wow. somebody's like, "Man, what's up, Blessing's bed?" And I'm like, "Ooh, man, you know, like I, I can't do Ooh, anything about man. it. I didn't make you know, you be you, man." <laughs> And so I actually done. demanded. I said, I'm not going to be on this episode unless we do it old school. I'm bringing back the old format that we used to do all last year. I said that I would only do it if uh, they did it. That's so here thing. we are. If you want what? me back and you like that format, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I've, I've asked you guys all all the games we've been playing. I took I, I took all your answers and I've shook them up. I've shook them up, and so they're all randomized. And so I'm gonna go game by game, starting with Mortal Shell. Who's the one here that's playing Mortal, Mortal Shell? Shell? That would be me. Mortal Shell. Mortal Shell. Wait, no. It Fran is... raised his hand too. Fran, are you playing this? I as only well? played a little bit, but I expected Imran to be the expert and probably played way more than me. So I buy way more, probably like an extra two hours, because that game came out yesterday. It yeah. is brand yeah. fucking spanking new. Uh, it showed up on both consoles and Epic Game Store. So I've been playing the PC version. It is a Souls-like, an indie Souls-like that is a little different. It has some interesting ideas, but how do I put this? Do you like the term so, Souls-like? For well, he's about to say it sucks. Mm hmm. I, I don't know, know that we have a better name for it, honestly. What, what would you call, like, No, Souls? I think it's super appropriate. Some people are like, oh, God, another, like, comparison to Souls. But they, in like, this case, in this the description for the it. game, they call it, like, deep action or something like that. Oh, like, I if you look at the store page, action. they call it, like, a, a deep action RPG, which I kind of like. You love deep action. Every time I come I mean, over, just you're like, do you want to come? Do you want to come into my bedroom, play some deep action, get some deep action? I'm like, I don't I'm know, what. I don't even play online. I don't even know if we can play. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I guess you could call it. So it's, it is a, in every way, a Souls game, except it makes a couple of different changes. So the way I usually play Souls games is I have like big sword, a shield, and then I kind of just go in through that way. It doesn't quite do that because it, there's no way to make describe this without it sounding real stupid but you have a harden mechanic and what hardening does is 
if you hit the left trigger, you harden your entire body for about a second, two seconds, and that ma- makes you invulnerable to damage. Nice. And you can do this like during attacks, while you're being attacked, in the middle of a combo. It's actually a really interesting mechanic, and it has like a cooldown. Yeah, that... it looks cool when you're doing it too. Do you... I've also I also played like the first hour of it, and like mm-hmm. when you do it while you're attacking, you essentially harden like you turn into stone. And yeah. so for a second, you're like, and then you get carry out real hard for this deep action combat that they tell you to try hardening in different places to see what what happens. Uh, you'd be shocking if you harden. Do you play Overwatch at all, uh, Imran? I used to. Okay, I well, May last year, basically so. similar concepts. You know, she like locks up in ice. You know, it's like right, almost yeah, yeah. a defense mechanism like that for Overwatch fans. But. Yeah, I think what the problem this thing is trying to solve is. That thing in Dark Souls where you commit to an attack and the enemy is also committing to an attack and you're just maybe a half second or one or two frames late, so they're going to hit you and there's nothing you can do about it. What this does is like mid-swing, it lets you just hit the button and then mm-hmm. let get hit and then finish your attack. And that's a super cool idea. I think mechanically on that level, that top level system is really cool. Yeah, the it's prob- not the parry. That is, what, is yeah. what's interesting about it. I think yeah. I never really thought about that. I think that's super insightful it's totally that is that you get these like super frustrated like oh why did i swing i'm dead you know and this kind of solves it you don't have it infinitely but to be able to like oh crap this you know i'm gonna get hit because i made this half second mistake you have one out for a brief moment in time yeah they want you to be more aggressive in this game they want you to keep swinging your sword and then react very quickly they don't want you to just like hold up your shield wait for a little while wait for them to bounce off your shield and then you hit them it's they want you to keep swinging and then react. It's a lot like Sekiro in that way. So it's a little bit more in that rhythm game style, hit, 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 block, hit, hit, hit kind of thing. The part where I think this kind of falls apart is these guys are clearly, clearly huge fans of Dark Souls. Like they they get this game on a, they get Dark Souls on a very mechanical level. The problem is that when you're that big a fan of Dark Souls, you tend to miss some of what Souls does well in favor of hey we know this thing so clearly most souls fans or most people who are going to play this game are going to know this thing for example the all the items in the game have no description until you use them once so you pick up a consumable you have no idea what this does which is fine for 99 percent of items but sometimes it's like hey i need to heal let me try this thing oh shit this just poisoned me like really you (laughs) it's stuff like that and like, or you like, yeah, you get drunk hmm. and it uh, ruins your agility or whatever for a while, and you're kind of sure. screwed. Yeah, I, I mean, saw somebody saying they had a weapon that, like, they really liked and they've upgraded, and then they accidentally <laughs> used an item that teleported in their old weapon, oh, and geez. they couldn't get the old one back. So, oh, no, I, I, I'm sure there's a way hmm. to do it, but the way the way game kind of locks you into certain boss fights hmm. kind of makes that harder. But it's it's stuff like that. It's stuff like I. For the first hour I played the game, I took a wrong turn, didn't know where I was going, did not know what the bonfire equivalent of this game was, so I couldn't like find somewhere to rest. So I'm just kind of like slowly inching my way forward through what is essentially going to be a dead end because I didn't take the right turn in the first place. And then it wasn't until like I died and lost all my I forget what they call it, tar. but the equivalent of salt tar. Like that I actually ended up finding, oh, wait, I should have taken this turn and then met this woman. And then I got, like, the parry mechanic and all that jazz over here. It's stuff like that that they they clearly love Souls, but that deep abiding love for that game blinds them a little bit to how a first-time player would probably go through this title. Yeah, like, 
I mean, is it fair to say that at this point from software can kind of get away with some of that stuff that they don't hold their hand? They got this huge base of super fans. Like, is that what you're getting at? Because Dark Souls does that, right? Like where you just are like totally like lost well, and confused so until you sort of stumble in the right and, direction, right? In some things, yes. And some things, no. Like Dark Souls, if I don't understand what a menu item does, I can't. There's a little thing that will like explain every single menu item if you hit the button. It won't explain it well necessarily, but at least give me an idea of like what the fuck tar is. On the other right. hand, like, like like the beginning of Dark Souls, it's put in such a way that you are going to probably kill some non-hostile enemies on your way out the hallway out of the jail. And then once you get out of that hallway, you'll see a bonfire. And you immediately figure out, okay, I can spend souls here. This is what this does. I can. This is a checkpoint. There was not that at the beginning of Mortal Shell. Yeah. So is it too, you're talking, if you don't mind me interrupting, I'm sorry. Is it deviating too much from what makes a souls game is a souls game in terms of that like where because i feel like even though i, I like what you're talking about i would be i'd be pissed about it if like oh my fucking old weapons back god damn it like but like is there a part uh isn't i would think that when you're talking about it and comparing it to a souls game people want that they like trying to figure all that stuff out and so it is a new world inspired by that world and that gameplay and that stuff but is it just too far removed is it like one step beyond where you think it should be I think that level of obscurity in game design comes better when it's paired with the way from software designs games because okay. like they're this is a mean way to put it but they're better at it. Like they they know what they're doing to make those things like they're not just obscure and mean for the sake of it. They're obscure and mean to teach you a lesson. This one <laughs> it just feels like it's not Okay, so here's a good example. There's right out Friend, you've met the woman, right? The lady yes. who says, like, I've kept your face. safe. Funny when you said, yeah, yeah. I totally understood what you were getting at in the beginning. There's a tunnel behind her. And mm -hmm. when you, for whatever reason in this game, when you crawl through a tunnel, it starts a cutscene. And, like, it is the cutscene of you crawling through, getting up, and then, like, moves the camera around and then goes back behind you and restarts your ability to, like, move the character around. For whatever reason, in this specific tunnel, there's just enemies there behind, like, when you emerge out. And those enemies will aggro to you immediately while you're still in this cutscene. And more than once I've been killed while this happens. I don't think this was intentional. I think this is a mistake in design. I think mm -hmm. this is them not realizing, oh, well, people are going to come out of here very often. For whatever reason, they didn't think like from like the main hub, people will crawl out through here. So yeah, because there's it probably a few ways to get yeah. there. You took like before you got powered up and killed them that you took the hard way. Yeah, first. so like it is a way like it is kind of getting stuck in this skeleton graveyard in the original Drug Souls, but you can escape from that pretty easily. And it's not that you you uh, are screwed once you get in there. It's you made a bad decision. Here, yeah, it's yeah, it feels like oh, this just sucks because it's it, the way they designed it. There's a number of factors where they could have changed things here that would have been better. Yeah, I think I think it's important to remind not that it changes, you know, the gameplay experience, but it's like if you take from software, probably hundreds of people developing games like Dark Souls with huge publisher backings. This is like 11 people um, yeah. and they were really it is an indie game is, is sort of the point. It is truly an indie game. Not as far as I know, not a monstrous budget, only 11 people. Um, they actually have some background, as I understand it. A few people, or at least one person came from Ghost Tsushima a while ago from that team. This game started in 2017. Uh, I think it's Cold Symmetry is the name. Cold Symmetry, yeah. Um, but yeah, but meaning because it's small, I think, uh, again, it doesn't change the frustration, but worth noting that, yeah, probably that was an unintended like side effect, and there's things like that. What I see, yeah, at a base is... 
They said, if you like Dark Souls and you're starving for these like deep action survival, you know, RPGs, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're starving for that, we're going to give it to you. And yeah. yes, we're going to be pretty mysterious and pretty hardcore because actually I think the experience is only, you know, 15, 20 hours, depending on how you play. Um, I've heard that it probably really varies depending on how you play it. But I think because of that, they were like, you're, you could get lost in the very beginning. And it's funny to hear you say that. Cause I almost did. And I happened to just go the right direction and found basically how to start my abilities and have some fun right away. I can't imagine what it was like for some people who win an hour, like you're saying, and are like, what am I doing? I'm just like hacking away at the same enemies for a while. So, but that's what you can expect, you know, expect that level of like hardcore, um, play if you want to get into this game. It's yeah. not going to hold your hand. I've heard it's, it gets a lot better over time. Like, it's just this first area just kind of sucks, but... Yeah. Yeah. Is there, like, a shell mechanic or something like that? Because when I was playing, I noticed that there was a certain point where I came across uh, essentially, like, a suit of armor on the ground. Or, like, I think I think it was a person in a suit of yeah. armor. And then I went and I clicked a button and then I became that person. What is I up just, with, that, with that mechanic? I just found my... So, they're basically builds. They're basically, like... This guy is the knight. This guy is the knight with a broadsword or something like that. So it's not like your Dark Souls thing where you're just putting number, like you're raising small numbers to figure out what weapon you want and kind of building from there. It is, okay, this is the guy with a larger sword. So I'm going to use him for a while. You can switch between the different shells and they have different skills. You can't like actually do any of that until you like learn their names, which I think is a cool concept, but it does make that early game a little bit harder. But yeah, that's, you are essentially a, a thing inhabiting different dead bodies and that's a cool idea it is one of the many it's one of the several cool ideas in the game like when you're when you're about to die the game just kicks you out of that body and you can you have one hit left so if you can get back into that body before the enemy kills you then you get all your health back and i think that's like a very smart idea but also it like it kind of exposes some of the jank of that because every nearly every time that's happened it's been oh the enemy hit me into the wall and it broke lock on and now i need to scramble to get back into my body but I'm the camera is stuck in such a way that makes it very hard for me to figure out where to go from here. It's, it's small things like that. And I want to, I want to keep playing the game because I think it does get better. And I think those ideas are extremely interesting. It's just like this, this immediate thing, which I'm willing to admit comes from the fact that I really love dark souls. So the ways in which it's not like dark souls piss me off and the ways in which it is like dark souls, it is not as good also kind of piss me off. So I want to like get over that hump. And then see what this game has to offer on its own. Do you think you have, and I know I use this very loosely, do you have objective eyes, you think, or an objective take on it, uh, removing the Dark Souls fandom from you? Like, is it, like, going to appeal to those players? Is it just, it's just not that good, but it's, it's like, serves its purpose kind of thing? I think for what the game is, like, a $30, like, Souls, like, from an indie team, as Fran mentioned, like, 11 people, like, yeah. I think it is. it absolutely holds up as a very good game, but I think if you're looking for a Dark Souls replacement, and I think it's probably like Elden Ring's not out. We haven't seen shit from it, so that's kind of like compounding how much I want this game to be the thing I like. I want and not the thing that it necessarily is. I think that's yeah. kind of factoring in. So it's hard. It's difficult for me to say that I'm being entirely objective about it. Okay, but yeah. I, when, I, when I do play it, I get more frustrated because I want... I want this strategy. I want strategy X to work because strategy X works in Dark Souls. Then it doesn't. I'm like, is it that this game isn't that, or is it that this game sucks? It's hard to figure out the different the the line between that two. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know me. I'm coming from a different perspective. I played some Demon Souls. I've seen plenty of Dark Souls to understand. 
you know what it is, but I've been it's been on my list uh, seeing Bloodborne. But then I played uh, Sekiro New Game Plus, uh, you know, both. I played it twice. Um, so I'm no stranger to the the, the survival, uh, just brutal survival nature of these deep games. Deep action. But the deep action. <laughs> but, but what I'd say, honestly, I feel super confident that, again, as if you're a fan and you just, it's dry out there for these types of games. I think you'll really enjoy it, but understand it's an indie game. And yeah, I think you actually hit the nail on the head um, with some optimism there, Imran, is that I think you got to get a bit farther into it. Yeah, it's really not until you get these mortal shells that you hop into and you start to notice their play styles are very different. You have to use tar to upgrade. So it actually the way it works is like a dial in the center of this, you know, it's like a, a dial of abilities and you're just upgrading all these nodes for each shell that uh, cost a ton of tar. So you're out there grinding out tar, killing enemies, coming back, being like, oh, like an example, this isn't a major spoiler. It's like one ability of the first shell, I think, that you get. Um, you can harden, and it has a chance to heal you as well. And so you start to create these paths because you can go in any direction. It's not like other skill trees, a little different than something like Avengers, which I think we're talking about, where there's sort of some paths and things you have to get to do it. You can pretty much... If you want to earn five thousand star, uh, five thousand tar in the beginning and spend it on this one thing because it looks cool to you, you can do that. Um, so yeah, I think until you get in and start using some of these things, learning how to parry, um, uh, it has a repost as well, so you can heal yourself. So it has, it definitely seems like it has depth, but um, it's I doubt it's going to have the complexity and mm. and length of something like Dark Souls, you know. I will say, upon my, my, my first hour playing it, I think my takeaway was, oh, man, this game has a cool style, and I like some of the unique, unique things it's doing. I'm going to go back to Bloodborne. Like, <laughs> the, more I, the more I played it, the more I was like, I, I'm just going to go back to Bloodborne. Because it seems like between these different soul, types of Souls games, the, trying to devote myself to a new one, I, I feel like it's going to take me way out of the old one. Because it seems like it, it, it's just different enough mechanically from Bloodborne, and I don't want to like ruin Bloodborne from, for myself. But like playing this and then trying to go back and kind of doing like the Breath of the Wild Horizon thing that I did for myself uh, years ago. And so like that's kind of been my takeaway so far. But it looks cool. Like it looks you really awesome. You didn't beat Bloodborne yet is why, right? No. Yeah. yeah. I got like. I mean, I didn't either. But yeah. Just for clarity. Meaning, yeah, I, you finish that before you introduce another confusing, you know, mechanical. Yeah, exactly. Souls-like game. I will, yeah, I I will say the right call. there's an item called the loot, which is hilarious and amazing because so obviously these type of games you want to draw enemies towards you and you don't want to like jump into a big group of enemies and start swinging and hope for the best this one there's no like toss a stone at them or anything like that what you do is you have a loot that you can like pull pull out and start playing and every item in the game you get more familiar with the more you use it the more you use the loot the first time you use it you're like strumming on it like a big dumb fingers like you have no idea how to fucking play it and it like will draw enemies towards you pretty much and by the end you're basically dueling banjos and it's the most it's great and it like pulls for enemies further away and it's like you can also hear enemies play loots and it's a good way to like oh there must be a camp over there like full of bandits and once the loot is on the ground, you just kick it around and it still makes guitar sounds, which has no gameplay point, but it's just funny. <laughs> like that's that's a kind of like dumb, I'm not even dumb, like a a smart distinction of something to do. There's actually like it adds personality to that game that's not mm -hmm. just Dark Souls. Yeah. Let's let's talk about Destiny 2 Solstice. Who's the one playing this game? I assume it's Greg. It's I, I was gonna say, let me tell you. All right, Greg's so what's all happened. over. The Traveler has developed great big googly eyes, <laughs> and we got to figure out how to help it get these eyes off its face, man. That's it's the a solstice objective. Like 
Um, yeah, just a quick note, I guess, for Destiny fans that maybe have, haven't hopped in for a while, but it is the Solstice event, which is, you know, they're, uh, it's really, it's a combination of things. It's the end of the yearly, you know, seasonal releases. So it's a free event for players, you know, to play, but it has, uh, some pay for elements if you want to upgrade like some ornaments, so but i'm so since i'm i'm assuming it's the case of destiny's year starts in september and so august is usually the solstice is that what it is yeah exactly it's like the okay. last thing to do to celebrate the year is really what the idea is behind it uh so really it's not like a bunch of new story stuff and it literally is go in and you can earn this really cool set of armor that glows and you can grind out all the usual stuff that you do in Destiny. And in, in the negative side, it's what they've been doing for the last few years. It's the same events. You got to go do public events. You got to go do patrols. You got to play Gambit. Gambit is a PVE slash PVP mode. You got to do 10 of those matches. Um, and so it is a grind, but you get a really cool looking set of armor that you can then take forward for about the next year. So, um, you know, it was just a quick note that it's happening. If you haven't done it, you have till September 8th. And the quick review is don't you're not in for anything new. Um, the the main reason, if you are a player though, and and are thinking should you do it, you can if you spend a lot of hours, you know, probably upwards of call it fifteen hours or twenty hours playing this event, you can get armor that will last you through the next expansion um, with potentially good rolls. Not that the next expansion is going to have that stuff though. So there's not like a huge reason to play it other than that and looking cool. Um, Speaking of, uh, oh, sorry, go for it. No, that was mostly it. Gotcha. I was, I was going to say, speaking of Destiny likes, or I guess games as a service, the Avengers beta. Mm -hmm. Who's been playing that? I've been playing Me. the PC beta was this past weekend, so I and I got to hear everybody. Here's, I, I think Andy's filming something else right now. Otherwise, I would call his bitch ass <laughs> up on the phone and hold it up to the speaker so he could hear you say loud and clear, "Don't play it on PC. Play it on PS4 with Greg," because the <laughs> the atrocities i've seen both you and fran post okay. out of this beta on pc it's like ooh. <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. use Aaron's favorite term it's a beta it, come on mm, give it time <laughs> a few weeks i'm it's sure the same thing we don't know I don't, yeah i don't see it getting better in the next three weeks honestly it it definitely um yeah i know i know greg you saw my tweet where this was just some random bug where i was playing and there was voice chat coming through and i was like wait i didn't do matchmaking and the ai is clearly you know not doing anything it's just yeah, standing around and all of a sudden, some guys like dude it was so cool and i like picked up the car and there's this part and i was like streaming i was like what i was like do you have a window open and i was <laughs> hearing unfortunately <laughs> is the window open and somebody's walking by also yeah. talking about avengers <laughs> <laughs> exactly and so anyway it's it was a weird server bug that i was getting voice chat Whoa. from somebody else it was very That's scary terrifying <laughs> Very scary to think you're alone playing with your friends. So I'm sure they're well aware of that stuff. But it just, beyond that playability, uh, which I'm sure you'll get into, on PC was not going well. It started off looking okay, but then it just had a bunch of like weird bugs, like some audio bugs. Um, it was not stable at all. The frame rate is yeah. not good. It looks like I it's going to get like frame skips during movies, like actual yeah. CG cutscenes. It was skipping frames. It like this should slow down. It had load-in issues, uh, frame and stuff, and it kind of got worse and worse. But I did get a good look at the core experience, and so I'm happy that I got a look at the game. You know, Yeah, that game, the PC port, which I, is from Nix's, who does a lot of Square Nix's ports, isn't great. Like, it's just, like as Fran mentioned, a bunch of technical problems, a bunch of bugs, and I don't know, it's... 
It's I've, concerning. I've got, yeah, I'm comparing it to the PS4 version, which also didn't necessarily run great. So, but it runs. It runs. It it runs. This one has had like major problems. I was getting display driver crashes, which could have been my like my rig, but it wasn't happening to any other game. And I, I play on my PC a lot, so yeah. it's I don't have a weak rig. I have a pretty decent rig, and Avengers was just causing the buckle, which makes me think that port is not optimized that well. That doesn't yeah. mean by retail time, by release time, it's going to be that t- like that bad. But right now, I would say that if you do have if you have a choice between PC and PS4, and you're like trying waffling between those two, there was there's not a good reason to go one or the other. I would maybe go PS4 instead. Andy like Cortez, listen to what he just said. Oh, play on PlayStation Four with me. I don't give a shit about who gets the money. I just want people to play with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny. I legitimately was thinking of the benefit of PS4 because it also has Spider-Man in it, True. and. If you can carry forward, and I don't think they've commented on this. Your your save if there's PS5 version, right? I assume there is. No, there, no, um, there. Yeah, can you carry your save yeah. forward? Do we PS5 and PS5, PS4, and Xbox One, Xbox Series X is the, what they're they're confirmed and are working on. Oh, so both their, should be able to. They talk about cross generation this year, hopefully cross platform awesome. one day. So yeah, like on that front, next thing you know, you got a very you know equivalent or better looking experience to what we're seeing on PC. Plus, you got the save. So I mean, uh, that's who a was it too? Sell. Digital Foundry, right? Did just yesterday, two days ago, a story I, I saw it. on the subreddit for Avengers, which was like. Uh, they were making this argument that they think it's actually uh, built for next gen or it's yeah. in a really good place for next gen because it mm-hmm. looks like shit on a base PS4. It looks better on a pro, but like the scalability options they're seeing in there make it look like it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. They were saying like Xbox One is like Xbox One, Xbox One X looks like different generations, which I wow. watched the video and they're right. Wow. They're, that game wow. does not wow. run well on a base Xbox One. Yeah, that's maybe that's, maybe say, that's my main issue because I'm playing that game on a base PS4 and I'm like, ooh, this seems rough. Like, this doesn't seem like where it should be for this type of game. Yeah, like even on yeah. the PS4 beta, it was like I got some occasional frame drops, especially when like oh, sure. you're being the Hulk doing Hulk things with four of the characters around or three of the characters oh, around. Oh, yeah. It's this like, this one have it, was like that all the time. The bug I kept seeing on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was say having Hulk in my party, like not even playing as Hulk, Hulk being there and doing like his ultimates or doing his special moves would cause my session to, to chug. And that seemed like a very big problem. Like, no pun intended. But, hey. um, but yeah, I played like, a lot like of, having one of the main characters do that is not... It's going to be interesting to see what that launches and looks like. Because I played a lot of PlayStation 4, and the bugs I saw reoccurring the most was, uh, you know, obviously Kamala Khan uh, stretches, and, you know, you can do a whole bunch of different shape-shifting stuff. And I had it multiple times uh, in different play sessions where she, somebody who's playing as her would stretch and do something, and then their arm would be stuck to, like, that vector the rest of the time. So they'd be running That's around awesome. miles away and it would still be this giant arm tethered <laughs> back to it. Myth. And it wasn't doing anything in their game. I'd be like, oh my God, I was playing with Scott Lowe. I was like, holy shit, Scott. He's like, I don't see that. I'm like, all right, cool. And then the other yeah. one I had, uh, reoccurring bug in terms of visual fidelity. Well, I guess I only saw it like once or twice, but it was, uh, it, we came out of something and Kamala had no hair for a little bit and then it popped yes. in. And like, yeah. Yes, yeah. that happened to me too. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say for what it's worth, if they can get the PC build where it needs to be before next gen comes out it does look solid um sometimes i feel you like also it get looks... that ability to turn motion blur off on pc which i yeah, know exactly. a lot of people have been right away. console. um but i was gonna say like it looks sometimes i feel like it looks really good um especially in the mission stuff where i think they knew where you'd be going and how to design you know the art and everything and other yeah. times the worlds look a little like devoid of personality and um yeah. so 
whatever the case, like it, it actually does look pretty good when it's running well. So I, you know, I'd love to play it at 60 frames a second. Maybe you should come um, play on PlayStation four, not fuck me over like you did in Borderlands. But you know? <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm, I am considering it for sure I'm on the front of like making it PS5, it. especially if you get into a game like that, being able how much to we could stream play. together, Frank. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I just, now Greg's speaking my heart. That $12, like, you know what I mean? $12 made on Borderlands, right? There you go. We'll double that to 24. Don't worry about it. The other bug I remember that I've seen a lot, not a lot, but I mean, frequently enough that it happened multiple times was uh, T-poses, where it'd be like, we're running really? to something else, and then Black Widow just slides by. <laughs> Somebody else is controlling her, but she just comes through like this. You like, got oh, that okay. on PS4, right? Yeah, PS4 Pro. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I think the game all around has its fair share of performance issues sure. and bugs. I mm-hmm. think PC had a, a bad shake at it because it was sort of, you had this lofty, like, oh, sweet. I can't wait to try the PC version because it's going to yeah. run better. It's going to look better. And then it also had... It's issues and some weird issues that you get when you have different PCs, different drivers. Um, I'm just going to put out there, and I would love to know how you all feel. I've seen this happen in the past. It feels like Crystal Dynamics is being pushed into this September release date, hell or high water. And they got to put it out, and it's just not ready yet. And we're gonna go through months of like improvement. Well, dude, like Imran, you you're even more connected to the back channels of shit. But maybe I am on superhero games. I don't fucking know. But like, this is a game that's been delayed publicly, obviously. But I'd heard before this it was delayed too. Like, this is supposed to have been mm-hmm. out a while ago. And yeah. so I'm sure there get gets to be a point where Marvel Games looks at Square and they're like, "Fucking put this game out. <laughs> like, yeah. it's time to fucking go to print on this thing." I mean, they're they're cut in a weird position because like next gen systems are coming out, and like the yeah. big thing about this game is it's not just Marvel too. I think like Sony and Microsoft are pushing them a little too because they expect this game to be big. And where you buy this now on your Xbox One or your PS4 sure. is going to be where you buy your next gen console. So like if you're really into this game, you're like, well, I want to play with mm-hmm. my friends still. You're gonna buy the PS5 or the Xbox Series X because you want to keep going. And I think they're probably getting it from all ends on this one. And I. I kind of get the feeling when playing this game that I got from like Jedi Fallen Order a little bit. Like, oh, they pushed this out hot. This is this was not going to be coming yeah. this this soon. I, I am a little worried about making, to be honest. Like matchmaking. Yeah, I, I I got to play multiplayer on PC. I didn't get it with the with the PS4 beta because we were playing that one a little early. Yeah. But this one, I it feels so specific of what you, what specific page you have to be on, screen you have to be on, to get into a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so unintuitive. And that's like, like if, if I can po- chime in, because this is one of the things I was originally going to talk about in terms of playing it, right? Where I think I've talked enough about playing Avengers that I'm I'm in. I know I'm, and I go, I, you know, the thing is, is it going to be a fucking six? Is it going to be a seven? I don't fucking know. You know, I don't think. I think you're going to get a wide smattering of scores here, and some are going to be truly unkind to it, and not even like because they're dicks, justifiably so. The things that I'm overlooking to have a good time in the game, others won't be. But this weekend, it was me having conversations with the people I'm playing with, and it's the game that is all right cool we're a game of service you know we're learning from everything that's happened from destiny Destiny. from anthem from fallout from all these different experiences right even borderlands right and to be in this world playing with other people and my problems were why can't i ping like apex legends obviously put pinging on the map but there's always been some version of that even a way dialed down right the the ability that i can't i'm like there's a treasure chest over here and it's like where are you and i'm like oh and then i look at the fucking i look at where there should be a compass and there's no 263 north or whatever i'm like uh i'm by the question mark that to me is 263 away but that's not what you see i'm over here like in a game again back to like you know uh the comparison of like borderlands 2 of like or borderlands as well right of like 
how I think they did so good at uh, loot sharing and all that jazz. This weird thing of I was playing, uh, you know, over the weekend, and I was playing as Iron Man, and my com- my uh, compatriots were uh, Kamala and Hulk, right? And it was uh, Goldfarb and our friend Sean, and we were out there playing, and it was this thing of I'm Iron Man, so I'm just flying fucking far as hell away from mm-hmm. them, and they, they don't know exactly where I am. And then there was a bug where my uh, my icon was just off, no matter what. But even when we were close, I was like, oh man, there's a treasure chest. And like where? And I'm like at the top of this giant uh, pyramid thing, or a giant tower I'm standing on. And I opened it and they're like, all right, well, since you can't ping it for us, like don't leave. I'm like, all right. So I stood there and had to wait for them to run and jump and climb the fuck up there. It's like, let me open it and then we all get the nanites. I don't need whatever explanation you need that everybody needs to walk over and kick the box and open the box. Like there's so many little quality of life things that I just don't understand why they were like, they, they couldn't look at the competition and be like, oh, yeah. I had one where I was I was playing with randoms and we were doing a mission. I was Iron Man, the other person was Kamala, and we were doing a mission where we had to destroy like some turrets in a base, or not turrets, uh, sensors, whatever, big things. Yeah, yeah. And I call out the Hulkbuster armor, which is Iron Man Ultimate, and it sits there because like I didn't super understand how to, what you had to do with this. I, yeah. As I was trying to get towards it. The Kamala just gets in there and just fucks yeah. off, just like leaves. Right. Like, all right, cool. Well, I guess we're I'll have to just ping out this armor for a little bit or this uh big thing and shoot at it for a while. Yeah, that is meant to be a cool feature, but in that, in that instance, they did fuck you over. Yes, I like the idea of being able to call it down or whatever for other people, but mm-hmm. it's I don't know. Like you know how I am. I'm I'm famous for being naive and believing the best of people in games or whatever. I will be interested to see on launch how much of this has changed because i had there was some interview somewhere that was making the rounds whether it would be twitter and people sent it to me or the reddit and it was like a quote from one of the devs being like you have to understand even for us it's so painful to look at the, the beta right now because things are changing on the daily so you look at something that is that old and you're like oh god and you see all you can see is the problems and it's like yeah that's great lip service like is that actually gonna pan out am i gonna turn it on and there's a fucking compass and i can ping or something probably not but you hope the bugs are there aren't there and yet again yeah, we're yeah. looking at two weeks in this, until this game comes out, and like, mm. I bet two months from now it's going to be a radically different game. Oh yeah, but like, just based on what we've played, I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this game because it's an Avengers game, and I like yeah. the Avengers. Totally. How much the actual game part has to do with that is going to be an entirely different question. Question for you. I have one for you before we switch off. Blessing, if you don't mind. If you don't mind. Go for uh, it. No, do your thing. Do your thing. Uh, Imran and everybody, but uh, Imran, you had brought this up, right? That they're banking on this to be big. Do you think it's going to be big? Like, is Avengers going to be a big deal for a while? Do you think it's something that flares out? How much does Spider-Man matter? Are people still going to be playing it in this giant amount, you think? I, it's a, it's kind of a weird question because, like, honestly, COVID has thrown a lot of things out the window in terms of what we might, what we can expect and what probably what they expected about it. Yeah. They probably didn't... On one hand, the, there hasn't been an MCU movie in a year. Right. So maybe that, like, has waned a little bit. We have no idea because there's no, like, data for it. On the other hand, maybe there's pent up desire to play a bunch of Marvel stuff because there has not been, they haven't been able to restart the MCU because there's been no theater movies. Sure. It's, I, I suspect it'll depend a lot on reviews. And if reviews yeah. come out really, really bad on it, like I'm expecting sevens, eights. Like, oh, right. I'm, in a, in a, I'm thinking I'm seven, day. and I'm thinking there'll be some sixes. I, mean, yeah, I think I'm that's thinking where like, it's gonna be. I'm thinking sixes. Yeah. Maybe six to eight that's is a wider, like a, like a wider a, range. Yeah. 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 If it goes on the lower end of that or below that, then I think this game is going to end up being a big miss for Square Enix. Yeah. It's going to cause like this is I think somebody from Square Enix told me this is one of their biggest projects money wise. In I can't years. believe that, yeah. yeah. So if it doesn't, 
if it doesn't turn out to be like a huge thing, I think they're probably going to just going to cut their loss and go like, okay, this is not going to last five years. It'll last a couple of years and then we'll move on. Yeah. If it, I expect that winter holiday and next gen stuff is going to help it, but who knows? We'll see. The lack of like a big games and service title for next gen is pretty blatant. I can't believe we've had a beta as extensive as you've had already with Avengers, right? With so much different content and there's single player missions and then there's the multiplayer stuff and these different heroes and here's what the, you know, your battle pass looks like and all that crap. There's so much of that has happened and again, like you said, we're two weeks from launch and there still is this question of like what this game's actually going to shake out like. Because yeah. again, I'm, what I've played, I can't wait for. Like, I'm, I'm, and I think a lot of it, to your point, is, is COVID, right? Of like, there aren't events anymore to look forward to. There aren't movies to look forward to. So, like, I'm really jazzed up about this. And I think a lot of people are really jazzed up about it. But I've been shocked by the number of my friends in the industry who pre ordered the game just to do the beta. And then yeah. when I play with them, it is that thing where it's one of those games you play and you're like, oh, God, my arm's w- wigging out. Oh, the matchmaking's so good. Uh, do you want to play another five hours? Yes, I do want to play another five hours. And it's like, <laughs> it's those, you know what I mean? Of like, it, what does that shake out in a review, in a meta score? Uh, what does that look shake out when you're talking about people who are on the fence and don't know if they're into it? Like, all the, uh, you know, leaks in terms, or leaks in quotes, but, you know, data mining of who, the next 15 characters and shit, like, they have 15 characters. So is that going to be a character a month? Is that going to be two characters every 90 days? Like, is that enough that if it is that they are improving the game and making these little quality of life? Cause I don't think the gameplay is off the rails. I don't think, I think the core of the game and being them is fun and enjoyable. I think having actual hours committed as you go through those skill trees and actually learning the combos and, and when having that moment instead of where it is for me right now, of like, Oh, I got a skill point. I want to get back to my friends, whatever, put it there. And I just go back to the game. When you're actually going through and crafting it and seeing some of the crazy combos people are doing online, I think that's going to be good. But it, it is that thing of how much built on top of that is. Is it repetitive like people are worried about in terms of the actual maps and missions and you're doing the same things of defending these terminals while you fight these things and that's not fun? Is that fun? What The dailies and you know weeklies are the only ways to unlock the battle pass outside of real money, you assume, and the transactions. Are people mad about that or because they just want to main one character or are they trying to play all the Avengers? I think that's going to be an issue too. Like you mentioned, two characters every ninety days, like it's a good possibility. That's the fact that there's no duplicate characters is going to really fuck that over. Like that's sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange comes out in two months. I'm going to want to log in to play as Doctor Strange. Yeah. So the fuck is everyone else? Dude, like think about it. When everybody's like, ah, Spider Man in 2021, and it's like, yeah. So that means what? For the first at least two weeks of that, you will be unable to get a match with anybody else because all of your friends are going to be running Spidey and trying to figure that out. And I, I think, again, when I look at it and how they do it, I kind of or how they've laid it out because I think too much about this game. I kind of get what they're doing in terms of the foundation of it, right? Because if you have looked at the battle pass, like you can spend the purple credits, which I assume we can buy with real money to do whatever you want for it. But to actually earn the currency to go through, you're getting it through the daily and weekly quests. But that means that, you know, there's two things for you to do as the character, right? Of Iron Man or Black. Then you go, but I think the idea is that you're not maining Iron Man, you're trying to play everybody. And so when Spidey drops, you'd imagine those first, if, first off, if there's still a huge hardcore audience for it, or just a hardcore group, a group that wants to play it, you imagine that's a system of, cool, uh, let me run a mission as Spidey. All right, all right, cool, let me run it. And you hand it off that way. If you're randomly matchmaking and you don't have a team for it, that's going to be a nightmare. But if you mm-hmm. have a squad, like, you know, people ask me, who am, I, who am I maining? And I always name four characters because those will be the four that I'm pulling through nonstop. And when I do join anybody's random game, I'll always have an option to have one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like yeah, the best case it. scenario for this game, I think, is like in a year it's gonna be like Sea of Thieves. Like they really pulled it oh, together wow. that like oh yeah, it'll be it'll be a thing you do on like with your friends every couple of nights a week. And like, oh, it's just a fun thing. Well, we're we're catching up and we're talking while playing this game. Sure, 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 sure. I yeah. think this, this, yeah, it's not going to be. This much very much strikes me as like a like th- this this game is almost too big to fail in a way where I can't imagine a big a big old Marvel's Avenger, Avengers game comes out and lands on a thud and nobody pays attention to it. Like I can't imagine it comes out and it, and it is Anthem, even if it comes out with Anthem quality. Like I I think. At worst, this game comes out and has maybe a rough launch, maybe a rough few months, and then ends up like Sea of Thieves, where a year from now we're looking back and people like there is a community there. People are playing the game because it's Avengers, I think it, and yeah. They got. So your point, I, I think I think they have more space to come back. These this is always the fun thing. You're all welcome to take down the time code right now. Uh, yeah, I don't think they could anthem this because I think the problems people had with anthem aren't what you're seeing here. Maybe there's going to be super long loads when you get the real game. Maybe the story completely falls apart, but. The single player story, right, seems really cool. And the voice cast they have for it, I think, speaks to the fact they're trying on it and they are Chris Dynamics. And whether they can do that with the passing of the baton perspective, who knows? It's more, I think, the, and I think, I think the gameplay is fun. So it's more, I think, you get to this thing of, is it going to be mission variety that drives it up? Is it going to be this that there isn't a multiverse answer? Because you'd imagine, right? Like that's that when they want to, maybe even for it would make sense for uh, Spider Man in 2021 that the way they introduce him is, hey, guess what? There's a multiverse, which now means there can be four Spider-Mans on a team. There can be, you know, it's an end of the Spider-Verse storyline, which then opens mm-hmm. it up that all the custom Hulks and Black Widows you have, you can have a team of four Hulks that don't look, I mean, they could all look the same, but they don't have to look the same and go that way. But I also think, I mean, and this is me, obviously, as somebody firmly in the PlayStation audience and not somebody who is up that much on Xbox, I would think this is going to do better than Sea of Thieves in a year. I, I would think. Like in terms of like numbers and in, in terms of I, I think even Sea of Thieves now I'll like, say yeah I, I yeah numbers and then public perception because I oh, think no it's, it's, I don't mean sales I mean in terms of like just public like you said public perception like just a fun little thing to hang around with not right. actually a thing anyone's taking mm. super seriously I'm gonna take it super seriously yeah it's so hard to say and you'd have to make assumptions and I know we gotta move on but like games like this uh we didn't get to see in the beta what the end game is which is the whole sure, point great of, point it's gotta be more than I watched I, end game like two years ago. <laughs> well well played everybody's got fucking it's jokes. got to be you know more than unlocking a character skill tree i can't i like can't imagine that and i actually that was the most positive stuff i had to say about it. i was actually really impressed as you know a fan of these types of games i was like dang like whatever 12.6 percent pin particle ability yeah, right, right. and having to, to build your gamma only, radiation bill yeah we only got you know uncommon and you know blue armor like we didn't get any maybe we got you didn't hear purples, purples. But, yeah. I, yeah, I don't even know if or we got golds. purples or legendaries or yellows exactly. So where that goes, but also aren't, don't they have like a raid uh, type thing that I think is coming? And I thought somebody had mentioned that to me and I was like, really? That surprised me if that's I mean, true. So I don't know. But I have to imagine, yes, they will. They have I don't know. I, mean, like, I think especially yeah. as, the, as that roster fills out, if you get it to 15 people yeah. and then you're like, all right, now we're doing an eight player raid for something huge. That seems like the Avengers assemble moment, right? Yeah, this but game. That, I mean, it's this game being a games of the service, right? Like, it's in it's in it for the long battle, or as some would say, an Infinity War. Uh, we got well we got to we got to transition though. Okay, also, right, headline okay, from Screen Rant. Headline from Screen Rant is just Marvel's Marvel's Avengers will have raid like missions sometime after launch. There you go. There you go. Fran, did you have one more point to make? No, just uh, yeah, you nailed it with that transition. Let's go with it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, enough about bugs. Let's talk about beans. Uh, Fall guys. Who's been playing Fall guys? 
I've been Who losing it. I've played Fall, Fall Guys. Guys. I think we've all been playing Fall Guys. Uh, what a fun game, man. <laughs> totally. Right? Like, like, the game is really fun. Yeah, slime climbing can get fucked. Everything else get, is great. Get <laughs> rid of, no, slime climbing is fine. It's egg scramble. That is the worst. That sucks. Tail grab sucks. Tail, tail, anything involving tails is terrible. Anything okay. with the teams I hate. Here's the thing. I don't understand there, if I, I play like half the people. wrong. Like, in my... When I get into X Ramble, there's like a 50 50 shot. If I go into one of those other bases to grab some eggs, I'm just never getting out. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The, no just, the jumps does. don't work. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why I can't get out. It just sometimes I just can't land. You just got to defend your own yeah. camp. I see people running for, front. I see people who are trying to stop me hopping up with eggs, no problem, on the stairs. And then I try to do it and I can't. So then I'm throwing them and I'm trying to get up there. I look like a clown. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't, you know, or I don't even think, I know they were not prepared. I think for this level of success. Um, pretty amazing. I'm so happy to see it. You know, every time I look at games like this, I always, of course, as my fandom goes, I think of Nintendo and I'm like, Nintendo, like, why didn't you just like put this together? You have the money. <laughs> oh yeah. You've got the resources, but they're so like, I don't know, seemingly afraid of online. And they also don't like to, you know, follow in the footsteps, but meaning I, you just see so much potential of these goofy battle Royale games like this. And, mm -hmm. uh, Props to them, you know, it, it, I think it's left everybody very hungry for more stuff like this. It's such a nice, refreshing break from, like, shooting the crap out of everybody in other games. And, um, I, you know, I'm sure they didn't know, and this really paves the way for so many others. You know, I think all these Battle Royales probably sitting there trying to get greenlit because they're so different. I immediately thought of a game like Humans Fall Flat or Human Fall sure. Flat. Oh, yeah. sure. Dude, you can have so much fun. You know, if you can put the resources into games like that. What, so, what do you guys feel like the the post launch now for Fall Guys looks like? Because, like, I I feel like we've sat and theorized a little bit of okay, yeah, they can add more games or add more more skins. This game now be oh, blessings dead everybody. The Fall Guys. See you so, what a cliffhanger! There it is. Um, He's the clown. He's the Fall Guy. The guy you know what I mean? Bigger at this point. Let's see if he right? comes like, Where Fall Guys go. Can be Blessing Blessing, the team you're yelling. breaking up real bad. Oh, you guys still there? I got frills up. Yeah, no, we noticed. Yeah. We can hear you, though, you if hear you repeat us. the question. Oh, there he goes. Good. No, I've been saying for a while up. we didn't need him. That, oh, you know, okay. the real host Tim is Tim is getting his revenge. And... <laughs> Tim's hacking the system. He drove, he drove by with an EMP outside Blessing's house. There he is. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. You're back. Oh, God. That was scary. That was very scary. I was talking, and then I heard a bunch of voices, and then everything cut. <laughs> That's how it happens. Yeah. yeah. What the last thing you see before you die? Yeah. So yeah, you were asking what's the post-launch like, life? Yeah. What, what What do you guys think? Like, or what What is your guys' vision for what post-launch looks like for Fall Guys? I don't know. Like, obviously, more games is the main thing, but beyond that, like, do they do they separate the team games off into their own mode? Which I think I know people have been requesting. People joke about it, but I think like that would kind of people need. I think the player, base to, the player base needs to come to the idea that this game is inherently unfair. And yeah. Oh, yeah. You, will, you will just get screwed and there's nothing you can do about it. That's true, I but think... they need a solo queue. That was my biggest point of feedback. Like, totally get it. Getting put on the yellow team because you're solo and losing a ton because, like, you, you know, you're not on a team and you're facing people on a team who can communicate sucks. Absolutely sucks, especially as well when you think about the design of games like Egg Scramble where it's designed for teamwork and like it's never going to work and it's super frustrating you know it is a goofy game and I, I mm -hmm. get that take it at face value but honestly the game would rock if it had more focus on solo queue as well as team queue separating those games out designing more stuff that fits in those quad you know in those uh, two areas at least 
I think the future, right, like you're talking about, obviously is more games. I think it is the crazy costumes, whether it be, you know, the one they're doing right now, of who can get the donation and get it in. I think they'll eventually shirtless start eating some deals and having that crossover. Of course, shirtless Spider-Man should be there. Uh, but then I do think another big thing for it is going to be private matchmaking. Like, I think, especially with the success they're seeing on Twitch with huge audiences, like, it makes sense to have, even if you call it streamer mode, right, that would be... Hey everybody! I'm putting out this, you know, the the private code to get or the password to get into my Fall Guys game, and then you'd have 60 people who are watching you on Twitch, or you know, for us best friends or Patreon, or whatever, or even if you have just 60 friends and you want to do something like I'm sure Gary would love to do with his weird second talk show now. Like <laughs> I feel like that's that, but it's also I think going to be a struggle because how do you? They have lightning in a bottle and. How do you feed that without, you know, totally saturating it and having it go away? Like, I think since the, when, when the Fall Guys launch happened and it was such a thing, there were these conversations on Games Daily and PS I Love You, right? Of like, this is cool. How long is it going to last? How long is it going to last? And I think even now, Fall Guys are obviously insanely popular, but it is to that point where I see less and less people talk about it. I see less and less clips being shared. I know it's still being played, obviously. We're all still playing it. But it is that thing, especially as we get into fall and more games start hitting. Is this just a moment in the sun, the sun for them? Or is it going to be like more like animal crossing, which is still continuing and people are still obsessing about. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think there's a, a simple answer to things they can add that will yeah. like revitalize it. It will get people who are still playing to be like, Oh yeah, I'm not tired of this yet. But I would, I would not be shocked if let's say at least 30% of the audience has already fallen off. Sure. And just like, okay, yeah, this is a fun thing. I got it for free for PS Plus, or my friends were playing it on Steam, and it was cheap enough for me to buy it. But I'm not interested in playing it anymore because there's other games coming out, or school is starting again, or things like that that become issues of time or just bore or repetition. I think with it. even the fact that it stops being, it stops feeling new playing the game. Like that was my big thing playing the beta. Yeah. Is after about, about an hour, I was like. Cool. I think I played most of the mini games that are here. And, and when the full game came out, you know, it took me like a day or so before I was like, yeah, I've experienced all the games and I'm going to keep playing because, because the game continues to be fun. It continues to be a, a great thing to do with friends. But after a certain point, like it's not like uh, uh, like a Rocket League or FIFA where even though it's the same game every time you you are kind of interacting within within the game in new dynamic ways right like it's not a it's not a battle royale where every time you jump yeah. in the match it's something different for See, the I most part fall guys stays the same and that's the thing about it right where i look at you know for the longest i guess still technically but like when we were playing at launch and streaming at launch I was like, man i want that hot dog costume but like it's the first part unlocks at level 19 and I feel like I'm leveling so slowly. Yeah. And then I see people who are still sharing stuff and it's like, they're level 35. They're level. And I'm like, wow, I played for a while in my head. Like, all right, let's make some progress. And after, after a few games, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm going to go play something else. I'm going to go do something else. Right. It isn't to your point, bless the same experience I get out of Fortnite where in Fortnite, granted, if, it, and we'll say with just one season, not comparing or chapter or no, no season, not comparing it to yeah. like overall, right. To, to fall guys, one launch, like, it is that you drop and you play and maybe you discover a new area you get a new gun maybe you don't you're just playing with what you know but you feel that ah i i i got killed too early or oh i got really close or oh i see this little bit of improvement or i chipped away at one of the 19 fucking challenges that are there happening right now in the moment whereas with fall guys it is like okay i understand a bit better when to jump over you know the swinging uh, leg bar or whatever but like you get to a point yeah. where you're like yeah i'm gonna i'm either i'm gonna get fucked over again or i'm not and it's like it's what this game is i mean yeah, yeah. like part of the problem is that yeah. 
Fall Guys does not have good motivations for internal or external progress. Like, I don't feel like I'm ever going to get good at that game because it's just, yeah. it's pure bullshit and chaos. And that's fine. That is that game. But also, the external progress is leveling up and getting more cosmetic items. But those don't really, like, they're not that interesting to me. Like, if I get a pigeon costume, I think I have a pigeon costume. But, it, like, once I get that, it's it's fine. I'll, I'll change into yeah. it. But I'm not seeking that out. And... Ultimately, at some point, I'm just going to fall off and just not be interested in whatever comes next besides just the sole act of playing. And I'm not sure that game has enough to it that makes me want to keep coming back to it for that reason. Yeah, I think you'll definitely, you probably have seen fall off and you will continue to see fall off because to your points, like it's only got so much depth. It's also only kind of free to play, which is a, a problem, right? Like if you have PlayStation Plus, then you're good to go right now. But that's actually, I assume, expiring in the next, you know, 10 days or so. Um, so if you haven't hopped yeah. on board or added it to your library, yeah, right now, you, it, yeah. you got to spend the 20 bucks. And so it's a much bigger barrier than a game like Fortnite or Apex and these other games. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think they expected this level of success, obviously. And so it puts them in a weird position where if I was them right now, I'd be like, we got to go free to play. Let's get this model in place. I don't think you can really do that overnight um, because it's a small team and they couldn't take the risk before. But now, potentially, they could. I think that's the play to make. I don't know how they do that for everybody who already spent the 20 bucks and do that in a way that everybody feels credit. good about it. Maybe. But mm. at, at a minimum, I do absolutely see this is it stands out so much as a battle royale. It's so much fun. It's so refreshing. You've got the biggest personalities in the world playing this and talking about it, the biggest game podcast out there, right? You know, guys, I mean, obviously, talking cast, yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, you know, I thought you were talking about Giant Bombcast, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, meaning it's made waves, but I see them taking their time and thinking about a season two. And then instead of also coming back with just like a super colorful uh, French fry costume, et cetera, they probably need to get into like theme work. Maybe they come out and it probably won't be ready, but it's Halloween themed and like, boom, they come out with like all these cool levels and they need something to strike that. Or they need to pen a deal like we've seen, you know, Marvel do with Fortnite. And then with boom, Nintendo. imagine, far, you know, Fall Guys uh, Marvel, you know, the, the so options I think. Too are endless that would bring people back, but I don't think it's going to happen overnight. So, yeah, it's probably going to fall off because, yeah, I, I'm with you, Greg. I played for like an hour, so I'm like, all right, that's fun. I see a lot of ways that I personally need to improve, but it's also not dynamic enough <laughs> My for My personal me. improvement. <laughs> yeah, but it's not dynamic enough, in other words, for me to want to keep grinding that out versus when I play a game, any other game like Destiny or, you know, Warzone, you know, the the – the uh, skill cap is so much bigger than it is exactly. in this game, which is very narrow. But you can get really good, but it's just a very different experience. I'm I'm curious to see what the legacy of, of Fall Guys ends up being. But speaking of legacy, Rogue Legacy 2, who's been playing <laughs> that game? Someone. I've been playing that game. Challenge? Ron, tell also, me all about Rogue Legacy 2. Rogue Legacy 2 also came out yesterday in early access. Uh, I started playing that game. I love Rogue Legacy. I, that Hell was, yeah, you do. Probably one of my favorite early, in, I guess early, but 2013, like favorite indie games in the past decade. Same. Uh, if people don't know what Rogue Legacy is, it is a roguelike 2D action game. I want to say not unlike a Castlevania, but that's maybe more in theming than actual gameplay. But it's you. It's very similar to Dead Cells. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, very similar to Dead Cells. You go through, you make whatever progress you can, you die to enemies, boss, whatever, and then you're next character which is a descendant of yours rolls with new abilities and a uh 
a trait of some sort that is not necessarily like good. I you have for I don't know if anyone like you got how recently you guys have played Rogue Legacy, but I I, I loved it on Vita, but that would have been back at launch on Vita. Okay. I was like what a yeah. few months, if not a year later. For me, it was like 2014 where I was obsessed with it. Because there's things I might mention as good as the, and these things that might have existed in Rogue Legacy One. Sure, I understand. So, like basically, this game early access, it's good enough. Like. I feel like it starts from a place that I, I've not beaten a boss yet, so I don't know how far it really goes. But the major aesthetic change to this game is the first game was sprite-based. This one is 3D models on a 2D plane that look like sprites. And they that oh. makes it animate so fucking well, and the colors pop really well. It's actually a really good aesthetic style for this game. To, in yeah, it looks critically. nice. So I, you start off as like the general tutorial of all that, like, Oh, here's how you swing your sword. Here's how you get this places. There's like a double jump kind of pogo bounce thing in this game now that's really cool and like kind of varies with the level design a decent bit. Then you go with the actual cat and then you eventually die and then you get your descendant to come in. And I think like the first couple of descendants I got, I was just trying to test out traits. So there's stuff (laughs) like uh, this person's trait is they're an antiquarian. So I start with them and it's a Game Boy filter. And it's like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is funny. There's that's awesome. It's you. Everything but like a square in front of you is blurry. It's like okay, I get this. It's just going further and farther like that, like hyper gonadism, which makes enemies like fly across the room, and you're actually huge. And it's not a lot, there's not a whole lot to say beyond it, what it does as a rogue legacy game. There's okay, so this is the thing I don't remember was in the first game. Were there classes, or am I crazy? Yeah, you. Yes. Yeah, you were. There was like warrior who was like bigger and souder, right? There was like different looks and like uh, attributes. Okay, so like, you, when you die, you have the money to spend on building the castle up. In this one, for example, yeah, there were classes. There were classes. Okay, so like the, the stuff like the ranger and mage and things like that, you can end up really screwed if you're not paying attention to the traits. So I unlocked the mage. I liked the, the magic school and the like. I can use a mage and ask you, hey, do you just want to be a mage right now? Like, you don't have to wait for a random roll for this. What we'll does let you be a mage? Mm-hmm. I didn't... This was after I already picked my character with the traits. I didn't read the traits well, traits well enough and did not realize that one of the traits was everything has a cooldown. So that's fine if you're someone just swinging a sword. If you were a mage, that made it so I could only oh, fire yeah. a like every five seconds, which is just the fucking worst. And it's stuff like that that you need to actually pay attention well to these things. They're not just fun things that add to it. They can be real problems if you're not really paying attention to it. I'm, obviously, it's early access. I still need to spend a little bit more time playing it. Sure. But I'm, I I was kind of worried that, like, oh, maybe Rogue Legacy was just a thing in time that doesn't actually hold up that well. But no, this is still really fun. It is still a fun thing to go through and play. Just do my couple of runs and be like, all right, yeah, I'm done for now. I don't need to go any further. I don't need to spend 12 hours trying to bash my head against this. I've got this procedurally generated thing. This wasn't good luck for me this time. Next time it might be better. How much does it feel like a sequel? Because I, I've always thought about like, ever since they announced Rogue Legacy 2, I never, I always, I was always curious about where the 2 came in. Like how, like what do you do to Rogue Legacy to make it feel like a sequel? Because it's not a story-based game, right? Like it's not like heavy in the narrative, heavy in the journey. It very much is an arcade kind of experience of go in, do your thing. It's a roguelite. Uh, and so, like, it's it sounds like visually it looks way better, but is there anything different aside that? Um, and, like, I'm, I'm assuming small quality of life stuff that they add? With the note that I don't remember Rogue Legacy that well, 
I don't feel like there's anything that blew my mind of like, oh, this is like new and huge. It's been most of the things I've noticed that I've liked have been like, oh, yeah, this is just like Rogue Legacy. So I'm not going to say like nothing's changed, but it's not like a it's, it's not, not big enough that it's like noticeable necessarily. Yeah. That's good enough for me. I'll, whenever it comes to console, I'm going to check it out. For oh, sure. yeah, I can't wait. get a yeah, big for, sure. for a week. Yeah, it's about I, 20 uh, bucks, too. So. Yeah, I hope it comes to Switch because it seems like yeah, it's yeah, 100%, 100%. Oh, yeah. Because it was uh, Vita was the best way to play the first one, period. Mm-hmm. End of story. Move on, Blessing. I'm trying to think of a good segue. Speaking of defeating your enemies, <laughs> EA UFC 4. Uh, that's one <laughs> I've been playing. <laughs> Uh, so I, I really enjoy the UFC games. I played a lot of the Undisputed series on PS3, uh, and I played like a lot of EA UFC One on on PS4. I've not played as much two and three, and so I'm jumping in. I'm jumping into four after taking somewhat of a break. And man, I'm really enjoying this game. Like I think the the thing for me about UFC games that I think I really dig is it combines my enjoyment of fighting games with my enjoyment of sports games. Like it's kind of the best of both worlds. Where you are going in, you are you do have kind of the the uh, slow moving nature of sports games, and that that kind of I guess simulation nature of sports games mixed with that one on one I'm gonna take down my enemy feeling of fighting games. Yeah, UFC four, I think overall as a UFC experience, pretty good. Uh, my main issue, and it's an issue that I pretty much had with UFC games since the since the undisputed series, is the ground game doesn't feel all that well thought out. Uh, it, it, I feel like these games have always kind of struggled with the idea of, hey, how do we make this game accessible for anybody who's jumping in for the first time sure, or, or sure. jumping in for the first few matches while also keeping the depth of, a, of an actual UFC match? Because for, for actual UFC, actual MMA, ground game is very important right ground game is like half of what's going on and so like and when i say ground game of course i'm talking about like when you when you take your opponent to the ground and you're doing your your grapples and you're doing your your submissions and you're doing your ground and pound all that different stuff uh that comes with a lot of complexity and i feel like for the different ufc games i've played they've tackled that stuff differently and ufc undisputed you know they made it a thing for real of like hey as a player you're gonna figure out the difference between the full guard and the um yeah, the half guard, side control. You're going to learn the different types of clinches. You're going to learn uh, the Muay Thai clinch and like the single collar and all and all this different stuff, right? And the more you, the more in the, and the more in, I'm going to say Undisputed 2 and Undisputed 3, the more you understood those different positions and the benefits you get from those different positions and how you can tr- transition in and out those different positions, the more advantage you have as a player. And for me, that was very satisfying as somebody who got super into it and somebody who was like, oh man, yeah, I'm really digging this. I want I want to see the depth. I want to see where this goes. And Uf- in EA UFC 4, it feels way dumbed down. And mm. part of that is because they start you off from... So there's there's a couple different settings you can have the, the, the grapple game kind of play out in. They have like a very casual setting. They have a hybrid setting. And then they have like a more hardcore setting. And they start. I start off with the casual setting because that's what's on by default, and I've been playing that. Where it is, you don't necessarily have to pay attention to what the different positions are. You are basically just going like if you if you take down your opponent, for example, you know you go directly into uh, like say if you do like a double leg takedown, you go directly pretty much into um, uh, I forget the the name of the position, but like you're on top of your opponent, um, full guard or whatever. Uh, you go directly into that position. You can then press left on the analog to do submission, up on the analog to get up if you want to, or right on the analog to go into ground and pound. And they like that is a, a very simplified version of 
the ground game that I think kind of works for newcomers, but at the same time, for me, jumping into UFC 4 fresh after not playing the last two games, I still kind of had trouble being like, all right, so how do I block uh, when my opponent is trying to come in and change positions, how do I how do I do X, Y, and Z if I want to get up or or reverse and do all that stuff? Like that stuff does, still doesn't come as clear as I as I feel like they could be. On the other hand, when I started when I started to kind of get into, all right, this is how I, this is how I maneuver different positions, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tick up my uh, uh, my grapple settings so that I'm getting into the more advanced stuff, so I can look at how do I get into full guard specifically or half guard or side control or whatever? Uh, once I started get, getting into that, I it, I it it felt like it was providing depth, but not the depth that I wanted. It started to get more clunky than... Uh, it just uh, added uh, uh, layers. It didn't add yeah, depth. It, it just added more barriers. It added more layers and barriers and not in ways where I felt like I was thinking strategically. It was more so in ways where I was like, all right, it feels very automated and i don't know where the automation is kicking in or not um and like you know it's not the most dire thing because i think for the most part it gets the job done i think the stand-up game in us yeah ufc4 is still fun i think it's still great i think it's uh really enjoyable i will say like along with how i feel like they could improve on the clinch game and the ground game i think the transitions between those things could be better because it very much feels like it, very, it doesn't feel the game doesn't feel as connective as actual UFC seems to be right like the the beauty of UFC is that anything goes right and like you don't you don't know what your opponent's going to do next right because the whole the whole idea of it is you're coming in people from different fighting styles come through right you can be you can you can be knowledgeable in jujitsu or you can be a dude who's really who's really good with um uh kickboxing right or you can know sure. karate or whatever right like you, you're coming in with your own martial arts style and you're adapting to fight against somebody who could be a wrestler it could be like whatever kind of fighter they are and you know you'll have moments in the game where all right obviously like the game is in stand-up mode and okay obviously now we're, we've transitioned to ground mode but the in-between transitions of that don't feel fluid in ways that lend to the game being dynamic and so, like, when I when my opponent is going for a high kick, right, and I counter with a low kick and, like, sweep them from their leg and they go down, I feel like my, my follow-up should feel more fluid if I'm, like, going to tackle them on the ground and, and go for the ground okay. game. But every single time, it kind of feels stilted in a way that I, I feel like in previous UFC games, they've nailed it more so than this one. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I've only been playing the game for about a week. I've really been enjoying it. I've not played much of the career mode. I've mainly been playing online because uh, that's how I prefer to play these games. But that said, really enjoying playing it. I'm going to keep playing it because I'm, I'm, I'm at the place now where I'm somewhat addicted. Um, but there you go. EA. UFC. It always seems like they struggle with UFC games. You know, for one ill-advised year, I reviewed a UFC game at IGN. Oh, uh, for, I think it was like after Nate left or whatever. And it was, Sounds right. I, I, you know, I like the sport enough, but I was like, oh, the video game version of it, that'll be cool. I, you know, I don't like boxing at all, but I like boxing video games kind of thing. And yeah, it's always that, how do you make a game for a sport that is so technical, that in it is mixing so many styles? How do you take that and then also make it approachable for somebody who just wants to jump in and play that kind of game? And that yeah. seems to be the the tightrope they walk every year, whether they get it right or they don't get it right. Is yeah, this like the my only MMA game in the like in gaming like are there other options or is it just ea UFC? it's it's just this one there used to be other options like on ps3 it used to be ufc undisputed uh which was developed by thq 
and EA MMA. And then there are like weird ones like Supremacy or whatever. But those were like mm-hmm. the two main ones. When THQ went away, that's when EA got the UFC license. And now it's just EA. And so yeah, there's, not, kinda, there's not any competing ones. They kind of coast when the, they're in that situation. Yeah. And it, and it somewhat seems like that here. Granted, like, I think the game is good. Like, I don't think the game is bad per se. It's just, It just feels like there's so much more it can be, especially coming off of EA UFC th- your EA, not EA, um, UFC Undisputed 3, which felt like it had so much going on with it. Like, that game had so many options. They had, um, I can't remember the name of it, but there's, like, a, a different uh, MMA league that's not UFC that was, I think it's, like, a Japanese league or whatever that takes place in an actual, like, boxed ring. Um, they had that, which was awesome. Like, it feels like ever since EA got the license, it's, the game's been good. Like, the actual core mechanics of the game have been good, but it's not really felt as expansive or, or or it's not felt like it's had the tender love and care that I feel like it could have. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. Greg, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to talk about the walking dead saints and sinners, but before I do, let me tell you about our sponsor. This episode of kind of funny games cast is brought to you by express VPN. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want a random passerby looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing your door. Did you know that your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon knows every single website you visit? And what's worse is that they they can sell your information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. Folks that kind of funny like Tim Gettys love ExpressVPN. It works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if, you, even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part, using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. You can just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today. Use my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash kind of funny, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. We're also brought to you by Full Sail University. Uh, Working in the film industry is an exciting and rewarding experience. If you know you want to be part of it, but don't know where to begin, you can check out Full Sail University where you can learn all the aspects of filmmaking and cinematography, either on campus or online. Full Sail's Film Bachelor's Degree program uh, immerses you in the world of filmmaking from every angle. You'll gain hands-on experience while learning that uh, while learning what it's like to work on a large-scale production from start to finish, giving you a feel for each role, uh, each for each role, giving you a feel for the role each crew member plays, and allowing you to specialize in the ones where your strengths and interests lay. The digital cinematography online bachelor's degree program merges the artistic concepts of traditional filmmaking with the technical tools used in every and everything from documentary filmmaking to commercial production and web video, preparing you to be a jack of all trades in small crew productions. These degrees are offered in an accelerated format to get you into the field faster. With hands-on projects, industry experience, faculty, and professional equipment and sets, you'll be prepared to pursue your passion. Full Sail grads have gone on to work on some um, pretty incredible films and TV shows like Game of Thrones, Avengers Endgame, Joker, and The Mandalorian, just to name a few. If you want to find out more about these film programs and how to get started, visit 
fullsale.edu slash kind of funny core. That's fullsale.edu slash kind of funny core. Lastly, we're brought to you by Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel financially secure. So if you're if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be uh, to help pay off high interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your, your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or, dipl- or diploma to apply, though. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. Uh, they offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000, so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast, simple, uh, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part, if the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt and back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry up to upstart.com slash kind of funny to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Uh, checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kind of funny. Greg, tell hey. me about The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. You were part of it. Uh, of course, uh, Friends of Skybound asked us to be part of the Apocalypse Games, uh, which was us doing you know, a, a stream of The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners uh, on PlayStation VR. And it was serendipitous because uh, obviously Walking Dead Saints and Sinners had been out for a while on other VR platforms. So many people had hit me up because they know, number one, I like VR, and number two, that I like The Walking Dead. I've been like, hey, this is actually a really good one. You should play it. Uh, when it came to PlayStation VR, downloaded it, started it and got into the actual game, but then you know, got pulled away by real life and never made it back for my usual excuses of, um, I don't want to cut off Jen or I'm paying attention to something else. I can't put the headset on. So do we got to go do it and play uh, specifically the new, uh, what, it came in the Slaughterhouse uh, update they just put out. And one yes, of them is the... the yeah, the survival mode that is, you know, wave based. Can you make it to wave 20? Can you survive? And even though uh, my co hosts were really mean to me and made fun of me the entire time, we were uh, very mean. I, I apologize. We, no, we it's fine. It, I made we pushed it pretty far. But I mean, like, you weren't that great at the game either. And so, first like, off, fuck you. Know, you. you weren't really that, you know, I won. I won, didn't I? I won my event. I stayed I mean, long, if, alive longer than getting to round five is winning. Six. Sure. Round six. Sure. Round six. All right. Don't worry about that. That's actually pretty high. Thank you. I was going to say it's more of a quarter of the way through. Uh, yeah, it's it was a lot of fun. It gave it, the marathon mode we were playing and the way we were playing it with me using the axe nonstop uh, definitely made me sore for the next morning. But more importantly, it did really reinvigorate that. I mean, I'm like, fuck, I really got to get back to the single player and I haven't yet. So it's not like I have deep impressions of that. But the you know, I think whenever you do VR and it's going to be this locomotion thing of attacking, you worry about how responsive that's going to be or how accurate that's going to be or how fun that's going to be. Uh, I think they have a good method for it where even though I was sore the next morning from freaking out and panicking, it wasn't because I felt like the game was asking me to be too hard or too soft when I went in there. It was asking me to harden like the earlier game just the right amount uh, to get in there and do it. And I think it was a, it was a fun mode to get dropped into and learn really how to play it. And I think, you know, the zombies were able to sneak up with me. Granted, part of that was the sound. But when they did, it was a- absolutely terrifying. So, uh, yeah, I see why people like that from a gameplay mechanics level. I'm excited to get in there and actually play the story of it eventually. Awesome. Uh, let's see what we got next here. A short hike. Who's been playing that game? 
I played some short hike last night. Oh, tell me you about it. The, that's the one. That's a game that I. What was that? Yeah, the Switch played, version, of course. Okay, Switch version. That's game that I started. I started on PC because it was part of that um, the Black Lives Matter bundle yeah. from mm -hmm. Itio. Um, and so I started it. It was really cute, really cool. Wish I played more more of it, but now it's on Switch, and so uh, I might I might get back to it. Greg, it's only about, about two hours like, long. From, yeah, it's only about two hours long. It's super uh, laid back, and it's the idea that yeah, last year I remember uh, in the lead up to Game Awards and Game of the Year uh, that had been on the in the running. So I had played a little bit of it on PC, and it, I remember you know I remember pa uh, and I shouldn't say I remember Patrick Klepek, who was a big fan last year, and then even this year yesterday with the Switch announcement was very vocal on Twitter for everybody to go play it. Um, he's he had been saying like, and so many other people were saying last year at the end of the year, like or when it came out, and people were talking about it, I should say saying that it was the perfect like holdover for animal crossing because everybody was obviously in this mood where they really wanted animal crossing but that was in, it coming up in march right and so booting it up yesterday on the switch first off it's only like it's got a discount right now at launch so it's like seven dollars and sixty cents or whatever for this you know really cute game that does have those animal crossing vibes that you are a bird on this island with a you know a bunch of other animals living as humans would or whatever and it's kind of like this uh you know uh resorts or not even a resort i guess as much as it's like a campground so there's people hiking there's people running there's people camping there's people swimming in the lake and stuff like that and the idea is that you just live on this island and you don't die on this island or anything like that it opens with you in the car getting driven over to go you know be in this national park or whatever you want to call it and then the idea is that from the start of it you know you want to make a phone call and the only place that has reception is the top of the mountain so you need to get up to the top of the mountain but to get up to the top of the mountain you need to get golden feathers that basically increase your endurance and allow you to climb for longer amounts of time uh ju double jump a little bit more stuff like that so you can actually go there so the game is existing on the island interacting with the other cute animals on the thing like i said the people who want you to or that don't want you to run with them figure out how uh you're collecting coins that you can then buy either from the real market or the black market to get more uh there's some kids playing this uh beach volleyball game that isn't volleyball like I forget, it's beach stickball i think where you go over there and play with them and if you do well enough they give you a reward and it's, it's that kind of thing where there's like these little quests embedded in it but you're never met with a here's a quest log here's what you need to be doing it is very much like exist in this really cute place you know the weather changes as you make your way around the island and change elevations and stuff like that uh you know you eventually get like a bucket is one of your items that you can then use to get water to then dump on these very special looking plants that then can allow you to get launched up in the air higher and access new areas and there's treasure chests hidden around and i totally get why people were talking about it being this answer to man i feel like animal crossing but animal crossing isn't out yet because it is this hey here's this simple objective of get up there that's what you're doing that's your story but there's a bunch of other cute things to go do in it now, Greg, as a professional hiker yourself that's me everybody is this an accurate simulation of hiking no, of course. I wish I could glide for as long as this bird does because yeah. all the fucking places oh, Jen yeah. takes me that are way high up there, it'd be easier just to jump off the side of the mountain and glide back to the car. But yeah, you no. just didn't find right. uh, your magic bucket yet. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking for more golden feathers out there. Maybe I get enough of those, Fran. I can pull an Icarus, but have a better ending. <laughs> Good call. On Next that. up on the list, I have, uh, I have a triple threat here, a VR triple threat. It's Supernatural slash Fit what? XR slash Beat Saber Lincoln Park. Uh... So this is this is split between I think me and Greg because I've been playing Fit, Fit XR and I jumped a little bit into that Beat Saber Lincoln Park pack and I can I can start with those crawling in my skin. <laughs> so I I know exactly two Lincoln Park songs aside from like nice. the ones that they did with Jay Z because I know they did, they did the whole Jay Z album. Uh, but aside from those ones, I know Numb 
and I know in the end. And those are the two songs I played nice. in the Beat Saber pack, and they're really fun. They're really good. I highly approve. People should check it out. Um, I didn't play on Expert. I played on Hard because somebody had wrote in to Kind of Funny Games Daily for the post show, and they were like, oh, yeah, talk about the, the Linkin Park thing. And it's like, oh, I didn't play it yet. Um, but they also mentioned their question. They're like, oh, yeah, the Expert mode seems to be some of the hardest stuff in the game. Like, it's, it's as difficult as the Camellia pack. And I was like, okay, cool. I am not starting from Expert like I usually do because I don't have that in me. Yeah, because um, if you get to the end or near the end and you lose, then it doesn't even matter. Ex Thank you, Armon. Okay. Thank you. I almost didn't catch it. But okay. I caught it. That was really good. I was a little good tired. Job. And yes, thank you for calling that out. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was that's really pretty, good. That's pretty solid. Uh, the uh, the one that, a bit the numb one... after a late night. God damn it. God damn it. The <laughs> one the one other thing I want to point out about the the Beat Saber Linkin Park pack. Uh, and this is the cool thing I, I, I like that they do that I wish they would do more is when you're playing the Linkin Park songs, the um, setting, I guess you're placed in for the for the game is like a subway type setting. And like that really kind of adds to the feel of what's going on. And I wish they did that more because like pretty much in Beat Saber, you're put into like this virtual space and it's like all black and you got your nodes or whatever coming at you that you're smashing through. And it, it, it all kind of feels the same. Your arrows. Yeah. And it all kind of feels the same between songs. I do like that with new packs, they add new uh, locations. Why so. a subway? Is it, is that significant? Or I don't just know. Like I have no idea. I don't listen to Linkin Park enough. And so when I, when I was in the subway, I was like, I'm sure they got a song about a subway. Something's going <laughs> on it's here. An album, They're album known for art, subway. It's sponsored by Subway. Sponsored you by Subway. Fresh? Uh, Fit XR. I talked a little bit about last week. That is the boxing workout game, and I've been doing it more and more. And man, I am really starting to fall in love with it. Uh, yeah. It, it. Yeah. It. Like I mentioned this last week, but the fact that you can be stationary and do it, and I feel like it's pretty. It's pretty fast and pretty active in terms of um, uh, the rate and speed at which stuff comes to you. Because I'm playing on. A combination between moderate difficulty and hard difficulty uh you know if if it feels satisfying to do the actual like punches feel very satisfying because you get your straights you get your hooks and you get your uppercuts uh and like you get your like uh ducks and all that stuff and your uh, lunges uh, with your dodges like all that stuff feels good uh to do the thing i didn't mention last week that i'll bring up this week is that the game does a cool thing where because it's workout based it puts you in these classes and so you're choosing is it's similar to supernatural where you are choosing uh, a class led by a trainer and they're giving you um encouragement as you're going through it's not as much encouragement as supernatural sure. but it's some encouragement is to it add on to that or is it a one-time thing it is it is not subscription it's not even okay. one time well actually no yeah it is a one-time thing i keep forgetting that i got the game free uh but you pay for <laughs> it you get the game and uh they have packs that you can buy like big song packs that you can buy okay. and so that's how they're monetizing post-launch uh but to add with the with the workout element of the game the, it's it's a class you're taking and and they do a cool thing where they have other players ghosts in the game and so like it has the feel of you're working out with other players and, and you're competing against them to get a higher score um but it's not like a live thing right like it's not live multiplayer it is past data from other players that you're playing against uh and you can like look to the right and left you can see their ghosts kind of doing their thing and compete against them and, and i think that's a really cool element of the game that i really appreciate and so shout out to that it's like a haunted gym it is like a haunted gym <laughs> right you're still doing supernatural 
I'd fallen off. I, I hadn't done in like a, a month. And so yesterday I booted up. And that's why I know you're going to bring up your VR game uh, workout thing. I wanted to bring it up because uh, one of the things they added in the downtime were smaller workout sessions. And I wanted to give them a public uh, pat on the back for that. Because the idea before was like, you know, they have these workouts that, you know, range in their time limits. But usually, you know, I have like 30 minutes to get in there. So there'd be like a 22 minute one. And then it was like, do you really want to take on another 15 minute one? Now they've added a couple in there that are like smaller eight minute things. And they're, they don't make nice. you go through the whole uh rigmarole in the front of like uh hey like let's do the stretches and let's do a cool down they are very much like we understand that you're adding this you're either starting your day or ending it or whatever you we understand you're using this in conjunction and so i still want to see them add some single songs so you could go through build build a playlist or you just want to get one more song and one you know what and be done with it but this is a great uh, middle ground for that i think yeah, and I wish Fit I wish Fit XR had the same thing in terms of being able to pick singular songs or make a playlist because they do have the thing where uh, workouts range from like three minutes up to like sixty minutes, which is really yeah. nice. Um, I really love that, but uh, I feel like the song selection isn't all the way there in terms of the the variety and the amount. Like a lot of it comes in packs, uh, and so like you know that's kind of that's kind of the trade off there. Um, but yeah, I wish there was more like hip-hop or like let, sure they have it so you can you can sort songs by genre and when you go to hip-hop it is like i think only like a couple of songs especially when you try to sort down to uh short workouts i think at a certain point you get like zero hip-hop workouts that are three minutes and so i wish there was more variety there um but nevertheless i am digging it call of duty Warzone. who's playing that uh i am i'm still playing it i don't know if you guys talked about the new season at all yet but uh to keep it short it's uh new season launched had some crazy bugs in it which they fixed uh well some of the big big crazy ones but um big new thing with season five is that you can launch into the stadium which was a coveted you know area we've been wanting to get into and you can ride the train around and you can get inside the train station yeah so a little like apex Mm -hmm. where you can hop on the train and and move around um i actually feel like it moves a little too slow for what you'd want it to be but you know they always refresh like the loadouts and uh the guns that are dropping from the the chest i really love warzone i um I don't have much bad to say about it. You know, it's amazing what they've done with this battle royale and uh, it's really hooked me in. It's made me a better player. Um, And so I have almost all good things to say about it, you know, other than technically there are some pay to play elements in the store, but I think, you know, you can let it ride a little bit um, because you can, you can earn that stuff as well. So, uh, but it's red. I see Andy and Snowbike Mike out there all the time. They're addicted. Like I am. Do you guys think because they, uh, they announced the title for Call of Duty, the new yeah. one, like it's an official? They've been thing teasing now. it in in Warzone in that, yeah, like meta. You'd get these like screen scrambles of like Black Russian text War. and yeah. Is there just going to be like an option on the menu that says Warzone and then it just like downloads the game from the PlayStation Store for you or whatever? For when Cold War comes out, yeah, that's the thing I can't answer and don't understand yet, right? Because they've integrated Modern Warfare, the multiplayer component and Warzone onto this huge, you know, 150 gigabyte package or whatever it is. And is Cold War just going to show up and also have Warzone in? I mean, I would assume so, but it also, I don't know. It's weird because it kind of could fit in the narrative. Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Why do you ask? Like, you just want, I'm, you I'm just curious. The like, I, like they, they ditched. Uh, God, I, I guess you're name? right. It, it probably will be in there. Like, yeah, why wouldn't I, it be? It's um, 
it didn't work that way in the past, I don't think, right? Because like, they, they had that thing in Black, Black Ops 4. Yeah. With that, mm-hmm. that had its own battle royale, and then yeah. they yeah. killed it or something because Warzone exists now. So I assume it's dead. But mm-hmm. do they just kill Warzone, or do they like not have a battle royale? For well, this Warzone, one? Warzone came out as a different thing that that was free to play, right? And so, like you imagine, that's the thing they want to live. They want to live um, um, long term. And so maybe when Cold War comes out, we see some sort of refresh early next year that turns Warzone into a Black Ops style Warzone. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious what they like. I'm sure they have a plan. I'm sure there. It's not just like two teams that have nothing. Like, don't know what the other one's doing. But I'm just curious what that plan is. Yeah, like honestly, Warzone is so robust that it would be hard for me to imagine, you know, yet again launching another battle royale or waiting until next April or May. Well, to they do talked so. about this a little bit, right? Like in the lead up to it on that investor call, where the, the it's just a couple weeks ago, where they were talking about how the success of Warzone has made them rethink everything in terms of marketing and why you haven't yeah, heard from it, that. and that the next Call of Duty, that they were confirming, is going to look great and be great, is going to, you know dovetail with this and play with this and like maybe get announced in there it was a whole bunch of, it was all weird stuff but it gave me the idea that they're going to continue to just let warzone be warzone and let this game be this game but but probably have yes that there is it looks a like launcher. a download or whatever yeah it's a launcher yeah. yeah it probably will just be a launcher and like honestly it lines up well that season six uh probably i don't know if they've even announced when that is but um it right around the same time anyway so they'll probably have a season six and to your point like have some elements of it and i'm um you know i'm sure they're uh they're working closely together because wait treyarch and raven are doing yes. black ops yes. cold war right yes yes and infinity war did Warzone. Warzone, right yeah so i'm sure they work closely together but actually too i just was thinking about uh treyarch does zombies right so Dude, Doesn't everybody right? do zombies now? Cold like War zombies? Does. No, zombies is a huge mode. So I know it is, but I think everybody does zombies now, don't they? The way you said Cold War zombies makes me think that like you have an idea for what Cold War zombies should be. Like you've thought about it Cold before. War, no, Deb, it just like it sounds. It's the easiest pitch in the world. Cold War zombies. They can add why? yet another. Why? Font yeah, why? <laughs> I don't understand what leap you're making here. Is it because like they're cold? They're, there... they're from Siberia. Yeah, exactly. They're like cold, cold Siberian zombies that have been like frozen and they have, and, yeah, yeah, they like <laughs> explode limbs off them and yeah, yeah, sure, papushkas as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, you eat cold soup to replenish your energy. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, this has been the kind of funny games cast. Of course, we're going into the kind of funny games cast post show where we'll be playing a game of bless who that's right the ever going the ever the ever, the ever long going i don't know where i was going with that uh the, the the game that we play where we guess games based on two different things i'll explain more in the actual post show greg's got his glasses on which means it's gonna John be a Lane good time the chat. uh dr robotnik joined the chat dr robotnik of course i've been blessing that's been imran twitter.com slash imran khan imran zomg Emron Z O M G Fran, where can people find you on the social media and your Twitch and all that stuff? Yeah, Fran.